stepping into the light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 3 A soft, gentle hum drifted through the preparation room as Seraphine sat cross-legged on her hexacoustic platform where it hovered quietly near the edge of the room. Humming was something that she only did when she was nervous, and she was nervous. The butterflies in her stomach had butterflies of their own, and not for the first time Seraphine wondered if accepting the offer to enter the prestigious League of Legends as representative of Zaun had been a wise choice. It hadn't even been her only offer. There had been one from Piltover as well, and that was the one her parents, along with many of her friends and fans, had expected her to take. Accepting the one from Zahn had come as a surprise to everyone involved. She had been adamant at the time, though. Zahnites had so few positive role models, and Seraphine had felt sure that it was the right decision when she'd accepted that specific letter of offer. She wasn't quite as sanguine about that now. When she'd gotten the call to battle, she had accepted instantly and been teleported to the prep lobby she was sitting in now. Apparently, accepting immediately wasn't terribly common, so she'd been sitting alone for almost ten minutes before the next champion arrived. He was a towering scarecrow of a man with a bald head, wearing crude armor and bearing an enormous armored chemical tank on his back. On his right arm, he carried an enormous shield that was taller than he was, which was impressive since he absolutely dwarfed Seraphine. She had tried to say hi, but her greeting died on her tongue when she heard the song that was rising from inside his soul. It tasted dark, almost alien. There was something subtly wrong with every chord, like an atonal note being struck at random intervals. Every moment that Seraphine heard the song made her unease grow. Fortunately, the man seemed content to remain by himself. Some representative I am, Seraphine chided herself. She ran her fingers through her hair and sighed. If she was spooked by her own team members, that didn't bode well for her chances on the field. A quiet clap of displaced air broke through her thoughts as the dim room lit up briefly with a flash of teleportation. Seraphine looked up, hoping beyond hope that maybe this time... Woohoo! Love that ride! A dynamic young man stepped out of the summoning mist, waving a hand back and forth to clear the air. His hair was a shock of white dreadlocks, and the dark skin of his face was painted over with a white hourglass across his brow, dipping down between his eyes and widening out again across his nose and cheeks. With his orange scarf, hodgepodge leathers, and wrapped boots, he looked every inch the Zonite street tough. But his song, oh, his song was incredible. Seraphine couldn't help but grin wide at the dynamic, pulsing beat of his soul. Every bridge and verse rolled out with vibrant defiance. Willing her platform to spin about, Seraphine got to her feet, then hopped down to the floor. Hi! Seraphine waved nervously to the young man. He gave her a warm, roguish grin. Hey, you look familiar! He crossed the distance with a swagger and stuck out a hand. The name's Echo. I think I've seen poachers about you around, right? Oh, um, maybe. Seraphine laughed weakly as she took his hand. My name is Seraphine, but call me Sarah. It's nice to meet you. Echo chuckled and gave her a strong shake. Awesome. It's nice to see someone that is on that isn't a crazy killer or a war criminal. He turned and shot a flat look over at the towering man with the shield. Right, old man? 
I am technically innocent of any specific crimes of that nature, the man replied phlegmatically. Those laws were passed long after I had anything to do with that mess. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Aka waved him off as he turned back to Seraphine. Anyway, that's singed. Don't let his good looks fool you. He's been doing this for a while. He'll keep the top lane nice and... Echo paused and tapped his chin thoughtfully. Okay, well, I was going to say clean, but that's the last thing it'll be. He'll keep control, though. That's good to know, Seraphine replied softly. This is my first bout, so I'm kind of winging it. We're all new once, so don't sweat it, Echo said with an easy shrug. Seraphine nodded, her mood already buoyed by Echo's good nature. His song notwithstanding, his manner was surprisingly kind, especially for a Zonite. I'm, um, assigned the support role. Are you going to be with me? She asked, hoping beyond hope that the answer would be yes. Echo shook his head and Seraphine's heart dipped. Sorry, I'm assigned the middle lane. Solo all the way, baby. He thumped his chest and grinned. But I'll swing down to the river and pay you a visit once in a while, okay? No worries, we've got this. She was about to thank him, truly, for the offer, when another clap of displacement lit the prep room, and a truly monstrous figure strolled out of the mists. Seraphine's soul went cold. That wasn't even a song. Oh, man! Echo groaned and slapped a hand across his face. Mojo here! You ready for checkup? If Seraphine had thought that Singed was tall, then Mundo was titanic. His skin was a poisonous shade of purple, and his muscles were grotesquely swollen. He was wearing the stained white of what looked like a sanitarium jacket, and there were chemtech points installed on his shoulders that glowed nearly the same color as his skin. He looked like he'd been mainlining Shimmer sometime before puberty and just never stopped. Maybe the worst of all was his tongue. It was a bright, vile teal, and it wagged disconcertingly from his mouth every time he moved his head, sending spittle flying in all directions as his dull, unfocused eyes tracked over them. Echo stuck out an arm and swept Seraphine behind him. Echo need checkup? Mundo slapped his right hand on the pouch that hung from his waist, and in his left he brandished a cruel, serrated cleaver. Hey, hey, Doc! Echo put his hands up and laughed. You know, that's awesome of you to offer, but wouldn't you know it, I just got my monthly checkup done and got a clean bill of health, see? He palmed out a scrap of paper and Seraphine almost choked. It was a receipt for kebabs. Mundo took the receipt and looked it over with a comically focused expression that was made even more absurd by his overlarged tongue sticking out the side of his mouth. After a moment, he nodded, gave Echo a huge grin, and passed it back. That looked good to Mundo! Have a lollipop! Mundo shoved a greasy, hooked shiv under Echo's nose. Wow, that's... yeah, man, that looks great! Echo took the shiv and gave it a tentative lick. Mmm! Tastes just like Mom used to make! Mundo gave another exaggerated bob of his head, then trundled off in the direction of Singed, who looked none too pleased with the incoming conversation. <laughs> Echo spat on the ground and wiped his mouth. I... I can't believe that worked, Seraphine said as she stared at Mundo for a long moment before turning back to Echo. What, the paper? Echo asked, and Seraphine nodded. Yeah, no, I've pulled that on him like forty times. It always works, he said, waving his hand. Dr. Mundo can't read. He's a doctor? Seraphine's jaw dropped. Echo shrugged. I mean, that's what he calls himself, he said. 
If you want to go argue the point with him, you can give it a shot, but I can't say I recommend it. Seraphine looked back over at Mundo and winced. The sound coming from that man's, that thing's soul wasn't like any song she had ever heard. It wasn't even really a song. It was more or less a series of tone-deaf, cacophonous blurts that served more to highlight its complete lack of harmony than anything else. Ah, uh, Seraphine glanced weakly back at Echo. Raincheck? Yeah, Raincheck, and I advise you move to Shurima while you're holding on to it, Echo offered. That's tempting, Seraphine replied with a small laugh, which died a moment later as an awful thought occurred to her. Oh, no. Seraphine turns to Echo in horror. Am I paired with him? Now, if Mundo is here and Old Man Sins has the top covered, that means the big dude's going to be roaming the jungle. It's sort of like No Man's Land, Echo said. Seraphine practically collapsed as relief flooded her limbs. Worst case scenario, Echo said, is you get Twitch. And he's not so bad as long as you uh, stay upwind. Wait, Seraphine straightened and looked over the rest of the champions that comprised their team before settling on Echo. The summoners told me that I was going to be one of two new champions in this match, she said, frowning. But you're all... You've been here for a while, right? Echo raised an eyebrow. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm pretty new. I haven't been around anywhere near as long as those two. He jerked a thumb over his shoulder at Singed and Mundo. This is my eighth match. So you're not new? Seraphine scratched at her head. Unless they meant you... You might be new by their standards. Could be, Echo said. I sure ain't heard of any other Zonites repping at the League. Then who? Another clap and flash of displacement filled the area around them with mist, and Seraphine looked up. This could only be her lane partner. She strained her ears, listening for any hint of a sound. She didn't have to wait long. Sarah? Echo turned, but Seraphine barely heard him. If Mundo's song had been an arrhythmic cacophony, this one was a cacophony that had a rhythm all its own. It was the chaos of flashbangs, a jackhammer orchestra of riotous color and unforgettable power. Bass thundered under her feet and treble beat the air from her lungs. Her fingers twitched as she tried to follow the strains but couldn't. It was fast, way too fast. Footsteps echoed around the room as a figure resolved out of the mist. She was tall, but in a normal way, nothing like Singed and Mundo, and her eyes were sharp and almost lit from within, burning with an odd, intense berry color. She carried a huge rotator cannon with one arm, its three barrels resting on her right shoulder, and over her left was the pointed snout of what looked like a crude rocket launcher. Her electric blue hair fell haphazardly over her face in a way that was almost charming, and two long blue braids trailed out behind her but more telling than any of that was her face, her smile. She was smiling almost literally ear to ear. Whoa, Seraphine laughed. She felt lightheaded just being close to so much energy. I, I can't follow your song at all, and I love it. No way. The cold, deathly tone Echo spoke in chilled Seraphine to the bone, and she looked over, only to find Echo staring at the newcomer with wide, disbelieving eyes. The woman's grin seemed to widen impossibly as she looked Echo up and down, then shrugged and looked over at Seraphine. Hi! Can you hear the song too? Isn't it amazing? Seraphine was struck dumb for a moment. You, you can hear the song? she asked. Get away from her, Sarah! 
A hand gripped her collar and yanked her back several steps as Echo put himself between them. A glowing, blunt, bat-like weapon was suddenly up and brandished at the blue-haired woman, gripped steadily in Echo's hand. Echo, how'd you get in here, Jinx? Echo spat. And Seraphine's stomach clenched at that name. Jinx. You couldn't go anywhere in Zon without hearing the word, the name, the curse, Jinx. The Jinx of Piltover, the Jinx of Zon, the walking, talking time bomb of bad luck that was practically drowning in the blood of both cities. Of course, Seraphine had heard the name Jinx. It was hard to find a pile of rubble anywhere in either city that didn't have her name scrawled somewhere in the wreckage, but she'd never actually seen her. Not many had. At least, not many who were still around and did enough pieces to talk about the experience, and those that were fit to talk usually didn't want to. What do you mean? I was invited, see? Jinx plucked something out of one of the bandoliers she was festooned with, and which Seraphine realized with a color of flush to her cheeks that made up most of her actual clothing. The thing she held out, though, was the genuine article. A rune of championship, a signet that carried the essence of the one holding it, and marked them indelibly as a champion of the League, and a representative of their nation or state. Seraphine, and presumably Echo, had an identical one on them, and it was the means by which they could be summoned if they were required and accepted. Jinxes like theirs bore the indisputably clear mark of Zarn. Bullshit, Echo said. You gotta be recommended by another champ or chosen by the Chem Barons. No one in their right mind would vouch for you as a champion. And not even the Barons are that nuts. Oh, they're nuts? Awesome, because I sort of skipped lunch, Jinx said brightly, then frowned. I hope it's not macadamia. Those things taste like chalk and disappointment. Echo stuck the tip of his bat under Jinx's nose, casting her lean features in sharp relief from the radioactive glow. His hand was shaking. It was a slight thing, barely there. If Seraphine hadn't been looking, she wouldn't have noticed it. No, Echo said flatly. No? Jinx cocked her head like a curious bird. No nuts? I should have killed you back when there was something real left to kill, Echo spat. Suddenly Jinx's song changed. It was jarring. One moment it was the wild, discordant melody she'd walked into the room with, the next... All the chaos dropped away for a brief, brief moment, and there was a single trembling note spilling through the air like like a solo violinist playing out the final strain of a lament. Jinx adjusted her rotator cannon on her shoulder, her gun shifting strangely in the dull light of Echo's weapon, and said, Come on, little man, we've got a game to play. Echo blanched as Jinx shouldered past him and stopped in front of Seraphine, who could only stare up at the near-legendary criminal. As she stared into Jinx's unearthly eyes, it occurred to her that the place she was in was known to the world as the League of Legends. Standing in the company of Jinx, Seraphine was painfully reminded that not all legends were hopeful ones. Hi, I'm Jinx. Stands for Jinx. She stuck out her hand. Seraphine. She took Jinx's hand and shook it cautiously. Jinx's song was still that painful, trembling refrain. Are you... Okay. A spasm crossed her face like a ripple over a still pond. It was a series of rapid-fire twitches that left her grin stretched even wider and more manic than before, and Seraphine flinched as the single note was suddenly swallowed by the howling chorus and melody from before. Okay! I'm great! Jinx was in her face so fast that Seraphine yelped and fell backward onto the ground. 
Seraphine swallowed thickly as she stared up into Jinx's unblinking eyes. That song, she couldn't follow it, couldn't track any individual part of it. It was like there were four or five songs playing over each other in a strange sort of harmony. Hey, why are you on the ground? That's silly. The fight's not down there, and wow, I just realized you have pink hair. I love pink. Jinx stuck out her hand again. I, uh... Seraphine reached out and took the proffered limb, and Jinx jerked her back up to her feet. I like pink, too, she said. It's my favorite color, actually. That seemed like a safe enough topic. What's yours? Except suddenly the song changed again. It was different this time, though. There was no lament, no trembling strain of grief and the violins. This was brass, bold and bright, sharp and clear, happy. Gold, Jinx said. My favorite color is gold. Hey, Echo's hand settled on Jinx's shoulder, and Jinx turned her head slowly to look at him. The expression on his face was one of strain and hope. Yeah? Jinx asked. Jinx, you... Just... You called me... Echo trailed off, then licked his lips and said, Are... Are you still in there? Before Jinx could answer, or Seraphine could ask what Echo was talking about, a horn sounded throughout the room. Even hearing it for the first time, Seraphine knew what the sound meant. It was a call to war. The battle was about to begin, and on the trailing notes of the deep-bellied roar of that horn, the mists of summoning swept up again and whisked them away to the rift. And the last thing she saw before the light swallowed her was Jinx's face. Her eyes were so wide, and she was smiling. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.